Wrestling with siblings, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the state. Yeah, yeah. Life is a fight, so I gotta get right. right. Can't have my back on the ropes. Never. This for my sister and bro. I swear that we'll make it, that's yeah, all that we hope. We like it's on cold. Get hit with a center, that's all that she wrote. The world that we live in has made me cutthroat. Yeah. I started rapping about life just to cope. Now I spit fire like Ricky yeah. Steamboat. Yeah. Straight from the bottom, got so much to gain. I had to grind just to build on my name. Champ, I'm feeling like Dwayne. I let it smack down. Here comes the pain. Right. Episode of Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Arcelli, and this is my co-host, Armando. Hi guys, I'm Armando, and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. Let's get started with Monday Night Raw. There's a lot of changes that have happened in the WWE as well as on Raw, but now we have a new staple called the Judgment Day, and they open up tonight's show. And boy, have they made a statement on Monday Night Raw, especially against the Mysterios and against Edge. Edge has vowed to take down the Judgment Day. Will he do it? Well, we're going to have to find out. So far, the Judgment Day has been trying to get Dominic Mysterio to turn on Rey. And they have beat him up week after week after week after week. To the point where Rhea Ripley now came out and the very first thing she said was like, I showed Dominic Mysterio who his poppy is. And aside from that... Rey Mysterio has been getting destroyed by by Finn Balor. They just won't leave the Mysterios alone. And of course, the Mysterios have an advantage because they have Edge at their side. But it, even then, it still seems like having Edge isn't enough. I think the difference maker here is Rhea Ripley. Having that girl, having that woman in their faction really, really makes a difference. Because we saw it tonight on Monday Night Raw. Mysterio came out, he attacked them, and... He did not want to hit Rhea Ripley at all, which respectful. But again, that is the difference in the Judgment Day. Exactly. I feel like that's the biggest statement maker right there. And I really feel like the Mysterials and Edge, they need a woman to be able to take down the Judgment Day. Because without one, they will not be able to do so. And Priest calls out Edge and he's like, hey, I want you to come out. I want you to come and face us. And he obviously makes it known, you know what, the Mysterios are not here. And neither is Edge. And obviously this gives them the entire playing field for them. They can go out and say whatever they want and do whatever they want. But it turns out that Rey Mysterio was there and he tries to go out and I don't want to say make a name for himself, but he wants to go out and prove something and get justice for everything that has happened to them and Dominic Mysterio in the last couple of weeks. And unfortunately he fell short. He does fall short. Again, going back to Rhea Ripley, she was the difference maker in this because Mysterio was dominant. And as soon as Rhea Ripley came in, he pretty much stopped. He's like, okay, I'm not going to hit you. But again, Rhea Ripley is playing the mind game. She knows how to get to Mysterio and how to get to Dominic. And we haven't seen Rey and Dominic this vulnerable in a very, very long time. 100%. Who takes down the Judgment Day? Do you really think it'll be the Mysterios and Edge? Or do you see maybe another fraction being the ones that finally take down the Judgment Day. Because from what we've seen, nobody has been able to take them down. And it feels like every time they, they pass by somebody, they are feared. And, and I agree. I think Rhea Ripley is the difference maker in this entire group. I think if the Mysterios find somebody or Edge find somebody, the women that come into play, I think that would make the difference. But even then, I don't think they would still take down the stable because the stable is young. It's hungry. They want to make a statement. And they already have on Raw. We haven't seen them expand to SmackDown. Would they do it? Probably, but who knows? We'll give it time. If I'm being completely honest, I could see either Rhea Ripley turning or Finn Balor, who was the one that joined Rhea and Priest, 
later on after they betrayed Edge, I can see one of those two being the one that betrays the Judgment Day. Definitely agree with you. If not Damian Priest, keep in mind Damian Priest was the one that initiated initiated the attack on Edge. So if they don't get gold around their waist pretty soon, who knows? Maybe the stable could pretty possibly break up. Let's move on to the very first match of the night. This is Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus Drewdrop and Nikki Ash. So this basically is a tag team tournament qualifying match. So they will advance to face Dakota Kai and Io Sky. The winner of those two will make it to the finals. And then we will go from there to crown new women's tag team champions. Definitely a new tag team between Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Something fresh, something new, a tag team we haven't seen before. They seem to be getting along pretty well right from the get-go. And again, one hell of a duel that they are making so far. 100%. I also want to give props to Alexa and Asuka. They work very, very, very well together. They know exactly what they're doing. And it might seem like an odd, odd team at first. But once you really look into this team... They are veterans. They know exactly what they're doing. They are studying the competition and they know where they want to get to. And somebody like Asuka is very, very hard to beat because Asuka is a professional at what she does. She studies every single competitor and she knows exactly how to get a victory. She's very passionate about what she does as well too. And like you said, they do their homework on, on, on their opponents and they were always there. They were able to get the victory. They're focused. They're hungry. They want to get those women's tag team titles around their gold will they i don't know they got very very difficult teams ahead of them but i think this team could also go far if not make it up to the final if not pretty close so they did end up coming out victorious with which now means they will go on to face eo sky and dakota kai very very interesting maybe they will be the first ones to take down control we don't really know but i also got to give credit to dewdrop and nikki ash it feels like they've been working together as well Unfortunately, they came out short, but I think it just comes down to the experience and who they are and what they're capable of doing inside of the ring. Not only that, it's a great tag team. They work well together. I mean, the chemistry is there. As we said, Asuka and, and Alexa, they, they're working well together, but they still have a long way before they have the chemistry. I think Dewdrop and Nikki, Nikki Ash, it's just a matter of luck. They've been getting unlucky along the way. They've been having a little bumps here and there, but as soon as this team gets a little bit of more luck on their side, this team is going to be unstoppable as well, too. 100% agree. I think once they get that momentum and they really take off, they're really going to go to a whole nother level. And if I were the tag team women's division, I'd keep my eyes out for this specific team. Yeah, we could say that that's the dark horse of the women's division. Like I said, once they get a little luck on their side and maybe a victory here and there, I think they're going to start taking off. And I think that's what they need. They need a huge victory. 100%. Let's move on to Ali and Alexander versus the Miz and Champa. Wow, Miz and Champa was a team I would never have seen coming. If I'm being completely honest with you, they work extremely well together, and I think they both bounce off each other's knowledges. Miz is very knowledgeable; he knows exactly what he's doing, but he's also partnered with somebody who's who's mastered the art of professional wrestling. And I think this team balanced each other out super, super well. I have to agree with you on that. They, these two guys are working well together. Right from the get-go, at first I was like, you know what, this is kind of odd. But I do tell Champa this, be careful with The Miz. Because The Miz is known for betraying his partners. So far, you guys are looking pretty good. It doesn't seem that way. But again, 
just keep an eye on your back, you know, and you got to keep mist under your radar. You can't just say that about the mist, though. Keep in mind, DIY is also a tag team that Ciampa was in that broke up for various reasons. So you can't trust neither of these competitors. However, on the other hand, we have somebody like Ali and Alexander who, of course, have no experience as well being a tag team, but their style is so similar in what they do. They've mastered that craft that they did absolutely well during this match. Yeah, Miz and Ciampa have that more slow, methodical pace or like, you know what, we're waiting for you to make a mistake or for you... For us to capitalize and sure enough that's what they did they were waiting for that perfect opportunity they capitalized they got the victory and a huge huge win for them and one of the things i really liked about ali and alexander in this match was they worked not only like a well-oiled machine but they were also taking turns and taking out each other's competitors ali knew that if he was the man that was not tagged in, he knew that he had to take out the other competitor, whether it was Champo or whether it was The Miz. He knew that if he gave him the opportunity to stand by that apron, what was going to happen, he was going to come in and stop uh, the match at some point. So what did they do? They took each other out, ex extremely balanced. I would watch out for this team because this could also be a team that could potentially go very, very far in the tag team division. Yeah, fresh new tag team that we saw then. I mean, what they showed was pretty good. I mean, Go up against Miz and Champa. Very, very impressive what they ended up doing tonight. Yes. Drew McIntyre, the number one contender for the WWE Undisputed Championship at Clash at the Clash, I'm sorry, Clash at the Castle. Um I'm extremely excited. I think if there's a person that could potentially beat Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship, it might be McIntyre. We know the experience that he's had, and he also hasn't been champion since the pandemic. I feel really bad for him, though, because when he actually was champion, he was over, and he didn't have the support from the fans, and I feel like now would be the perfect time, especially being in Cardiff. Yeah, if anybody could do it, I do believe that it's going to be McIntyre. McIntyre has had one heck of a run since he lost his championship up until now. Little ups and downs, like every it's normal, everybody goes through it. But I think if anybody could do it, it's going to be McIntyre. Is it going to be tough? Yes. Why? Because Roman Reigns has the bloodline. He's got the Usos on his back. So the numbers game from the get-go are going to be a very, very strong point for Roman. If Drew McIntyre can overcome that, and he looks very confident, I strongly believe he could do it. It's going to be tough, but not impossible. He did come out, and that's what—that's exactly what he started to say. He's like, I'm going to go to Cardiff, and I am going to beat Roman Reigns to become the undisputed champion. And not only that, he feels like he's been carrying this company on his back for the last couple of years. And aside from that, he thinks we should have a champion that shows up to Raw, that shows up to SmackDown, that shows up to the live events. And you're right. The biggest disadvantage that he has is the Usos, but also keep in mind, Roman Reigns has made a lot and a lot of enemies throughout the last two years that he has been champion. I would not be surprised if somebody steps up and helps McIntyre win. And speaking of somebody stepping up, we have Kevin Owens who interrupts the number one contender. And he's like, hey, you know what? I understand how good you are. But at the end of the day, Kevin Owens has been missing a spark to him. There's been something missing about Kevin Owens and he wants to go back to that. This new and improved Kevin Owens going back to fight Owens fight. This is the Kevin Owens that McIntyre 
could potentially have as an ally going into the clash. Why? Because now Kevin Owens is hungry. He wants it. He knows what to expect. He's been sitting back and watching the Usos and Roman Reigns dominate the entire WWE. Kevin Owens is going to send a message right from the giggle. He is sending a message to Drew McIntyre and be like, look, if you win, I'm next in line. I don't care. I'm going to do whatever it takes to be a champion, whether it's in this brand, SmackDown, whatever it is, and you're next. And he also sent a message to Roman Reigns saying, you know what? I don't care if you win, I call next. So this is a very, very hungry, fired up Kevin Owens. We saw what he did to Ezekiel last week. So if he's willing to do that to Ezekiel, what he's capable of. I mean, Kevin Owens is very, very passionate. What he does in the ring, and if anybody can also dethrone Roman Reigns, it's going to be this new and improved fight, Owens fight. So it's going to be interesting to see who Kevin Owens ends up facing after Clash of the Castle. McIntyre challenges Kevin Owens to a fight, and obviously Kevin Owens accepts. This was probably one of my favorite matches of the entire night. I think they both absolutely killed it. And this match was very, very crucial because they were both trying to prove something, not only to the WWE Universe, but they were trying to prove something to Roman Reigns and the Usos. You have the number one contender out here trying to prove, you know what, it doesn't matter who steps in my way, I will go to, to the Clash and I will beat you and I am more than capable of getting the job done. And then you have Kevin Owens who hasn't been champion in over five years, who now is coming back and absolutely wants to go for... That championship if I were the bloodline I'd start panicking right now because you have two of the best competitors going after you right now not only the best but what makes the difference out of these two is that they're both hungry they both are itching to get their hands on a title opportunity and what they showed tonight in this match that no matter who they face they're gonna be tough opponents to beat and that's gonna be very very crucial these guys are willing to do whatever it takes to win McIntyre couldn't keep Kevin Owens down. He absolutely wasn't able to do it. Kevin Owens had a counter for everything that Drew McIntyre threw his way. And I think this was the Kevin Owens we all have been wanting to see over the last couple months. Yeah, look at what he did to Ezekiel, like you said. But I think this Kevin Owens is a lot hungrier than he was five years ago. And I think he really is confident that he could beat the bloodline and speaking of the bloodline the Usos come out and interfere in this match obviously they knew the target that was placed not only on their backs but on the tribal chiefs back and this is where Kevin Owens says you know what tell the tribal chief he owes me one what is he trying to tell him you owe me a title shot and I am coming to take that championship from you yep and that also that that he pretty much took out Drew McIntyre during the match as well too because I believe he super kicked them towards the end and then that's when the Usos capitalized and Kevin Owens was like, hey, you know what? He owes me one. So double meaning on that from, from KO, but definitely interesting where KO is going. And the biggest statement of them was made because we had Drew McIntyre, Claymore, the Usos. All it takes is three of those. And the reason why I say three is because if he can do it to Jimmy, if he can do it to Jay, and if he can do it to Roman Reigns, we might be crowning a new WWE undisputed WWE champion and at Clash. He also has to worry about the Wiseman as well, too. So we don't know if he'll show up there because keep in mind, the SummerSlam, he got put through a table. So we'll see if he shows up again. The numbers game is going to be crucial in this match. 100%. Let's move on to one of the hottest feuds of the summer, which was Seth Rollins 
versus Riddle. Obviously, Seth Rollins caused an injury to Riddle, and he thought he was going to sideline Riddle because they were supposed to have a match at SummerSlam, and that ended up not happening. It got moved to the Clash, and we literally found out at Raw that Riddle is medically cleared to compete, and he's coming for vengeance. Definitely. I think Riddle cannot let his emotions get to the best of him during this feud. Why? Because if he lets the emotions get to him, he's going to do things that are not going to go his way, like what, possibly risking another injury. 100%. I can't wait. I literally cannot wait. I think the comeback story is going to be absolutely fantastic going up against Seth Rollins, and he's facing one of the best competitors WWE has today. This is going to be a match of a lifetime. I think we're going to remember it for a really, really long time. Yeah, and definitely I think we're going to see a different riddle. We're going to see a more hungrier, more aggressive. I don't think he cares about winning. I think he's just going to go more like, you know what, Seth, you try to put me on the shelf. You try to end my career, so this is personal now. So I think it's going to go towards that level. I 100% agree with you on that one. Veer is finally back on Raw, and he's facing Bo Keller. This was a squash match. It was super easy, super small finish for Veer. But, however, he made the biggest statement of them all. If I were the entire Raw roster, I would be very, very careful, and I would keep my eyes on that guy because you never know who his next attack is going to be. Definitely stay away from Veer. Uh, that's some scary dude if i see him across my path i'm like dude keep going or i'll just walk the other way because uh -uh, i don't want anything to do with them absolutely not biggest statement maker on raw for tonight bobby lashley versus aj styles for the united states championship again another fantastic match we have two of the best competitors in the wwe and of course aj styles with his veteran skills was able to keep Bobby Lashley down for the majority of the match. We don't usually see Bobby Lashley in those type of positions. I think just the experience that AJ offers, I mean, him being phenomenal, knowing every trick in the book, was just crucial in this match as well too. And Bobby Lashley, I mean, just super strong. His his, his power was just amazing. And I think that was the difference during the match as well too. Yeah, and of course, like, the biggest target was on Bobby Lashley. Why? Because he knew that, he, well, he had the advantage, but he also had the disadvantage because he knows what AJ Styles is capable of, and he knows that one, that he can hit that phenomenal forearm at any, any time, and he can hit that Styles Clash whenever he wants, and he has definitely countered that as well. But we also have Lashley, who, again, you said was a major, major powerhouse who can absolutely get into that hurt lock, at any given time and that was the biggest disadvantage for AJ Styles. And we saw it during the match. You know, he was down on the mat, he did he put the hurlock while he was on the floor. And not only that, but he also targeted a very crucial part of AJ Styles' body. What it was the lower back. We saw throughout the match he kept on hitting, he kept on going towards the right because he knew that that was gonna be crucial, that that was gonna limit AJ Styles' movement. So very, very smart on Bobby Lashley. And the biggest the biggest advantage that obviously Bobby Lashley had is that he could only be pinned or submitted to win. If it was a DQ or it was a count out, he could not lose that championship unless it was by pinfall or submission. So I think that was his biggest advantage uh, going into this match with AJ Styles. He definitely was prepared. He did his homework. He did what he was supposed to do to ensure that he walked out the United States champion. Who beats Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship? Ooh, that's going to be a tough one to beat because this is a different Bobby Lashley. He's more focused. 
um, these matches help him out a lot. I mean, he was brought to his limit today, and he made a statement like, look, it's not going to be easy to beat me as well. It's going to be tough. I don't know, maybe someone like possibly KO. I mean, going back to him, he's he's hungry. He, I think it's time for him to get a title, whether it's, you know, the WWE Universal Championship or it's the Intercontinental or the U.S. I think Kevin Owens is, is up there as well, too. So we'll we'll see. You mean the Undisputed Championship? Yeah. All right, let's move on to Dakota Kai. Obviously, she has Io Sky and Bailey by her side, and she is facing Dana Brooke. Dakota Kai has been super impressive since she came back. Obviously, you can see the sense of confidence that she has, not only in herself, but also in her group. And I think that's her biggest advantage right now because she believes in herself and she knows what she's capable of doing. And she proved that against Dana Brooke tonight. Not only that, but also Bailey believes on, on her wife because she picked her to be part of her stable, to be part of her group. And, and when the leader shows you that type of confidence, I mean, you just go through the roof. And we have to give credit to Dana, though. Dana absolutely went out there. She knew she was at a disadvantage. She knew not only did she have to take out Dakota Kai, but at some point, if Io Sky or Bailey tried to get involved in this match, she knew she was going to ha have to face their raft as well. So what did she do? She went in prepared. She went right after the Dakota Kai. She wasted no time. Yeah, she came out short, but to me, she proved that she can hang, that she is up there, and she can get the job done when she needs to get it done. Yeah, she tried to make the best of her opportunity, and, and she can hang. She can hang with the top woman in the WWE, and she's 24-7 champion, so she is a champ. Yeah, she definitely is the champion, so I'd like to see more of Dana Brooke. We'll see where this journey leads her, and of course, I think this is one of the best staples that we have right now. I think Dakota... Bailey and EO Sky is a genius, genius group, and this they could possibly be the women's shield. Who knows? Following on that statement, yeah, I I do agree. Dakota Kai and uh, EO Sky is going to be the team to beat in this women's tag team tournament. They're going to be the team that if you really want to win the tag team titles, that's the team you're going to have to beat. And personally, I think they're going to be the ones that win the tournament. I think it's deserved, and I think it's going to be impossible for somebody to take them down right now, especially with Bailey. Remember when Bailey won the championship, she was champion for so long, nobody was able to take her down. So I fear that with them becoming champions, we're going to see them women's tag team champions for a very, very, very long time. Let's move on to our main event. Very, very interesting. We had Theory versus Dog. Ziggler obviously this feud has been going since possibly after money in the bank I think is when it might have started we just saw Ziggler come out and start observing Theory and it looks like he might possibly be jealous of Theory being the new money in the bank or maybe not deserving of him being Mr. Money in the Bank yeah and, and I think he's trying to teach him a lesson like look kid you know you're getting bullied you gotta show more respect because I was in your shoes as well too and you know, there's things are going, there's ways of going on to this situation. Yes, 100% agree with you on that one. But you have to give credit to Theory. I think Dolph went into this match super, super confident, thinking, you know what, Theory has absolutely nothing to offer us. But he was wrong. Theory went out there, he proved them wrong, he stayed on him, wasn't giving him any opportunities to capitalize at all. And Theory went out there and did what he had to do. He got the job done and he proved why he is... Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah, I think Theory's confidence was a huge, huge 
part in this match because he knew that if he was able to beat Dolph Ziggler, he's going to be able to get back on track after, you know, those losing streaks that, that he has had for these past couple of weeks. And Dolph Ziggler, we know he's an incredible competitor. He absolutely got the job done, but he came down short to theory. And again, like I said, I think it comes down to one, the confidence that Dolph had going into this match, but also the study and the technicality that Theory used during this match to take down Dolph Ziggler. I don't think he was expecting the level of skill that Theory brought into this match. Both of them very, very impressive. Um, so let's see how it all plays out for both of them. All right. That is all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe and become a part of the siblings today. And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, or what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Let everybody know we are back and hope to see you next time.